Hey, yo, what's going on, fam? Thank you for locking in again. This is Clarity Podcast. And on today's episode, I have um, a hustler, uh, an entrepreneur, uh, someone who's also into so many different things. He is currently in Florida, and um, I'll let him introduce himself, tell us a little bit more about, you know, uh, his the personal side of things, and then we'll take it to the professional side of things. So, hey, man, hey, babe. Hey, what's going on, TK, man? I appreciate you for having me on the podcast and allowing me to speak with your wonderful community. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get into today's episode. Dope, man. Dope. So um, let's dive right into this whole thing. You know, hustling, side hustles, entrepreneurship. You know, we hear a lot about, you know, we hear these words a lot more today than at least I can remember. Like back in the day, not a lot of people used to you know talk about side hustles everyone was most people at least i knew were into nine to five and trying to it was a hustle but it was not as within reach as it is today so how do you explain that change well i explain that change being with our current economic climate right you got so many people worried about where their next bill or where their next dollar is going to come from where their income is going to come from and you have more and more businesses looking out for their best interest as a business, right? When you're working for a nine to five. So you as an individual have to look out for you and your family. Now, I know here in 2021, things are a little bit better than where they were in 2020. But I just kind of want to go back to 2020, where it really kicked off, where you really started to see a lot more side hustlers and the gig economy and stuff like that is because you got more and more people realizing that I have to look out for myself because these companies and, and your job, they're gonna do what's in the best interest of them. So you have to do what's in the best interest of you and to start your own thing. Now, I help people who wanna turn their side hustle into legit businesses. So you don't necessarily say, gotta quit your nine to five and just jump into your side hustle or whatever. You can build it while you have your nine to five. But to me, the most important thing, especially right now, is to find you a side hustle to not only diversify your income, but also kind of give you some more of that stability, some of that more financial stability to be secure in your situation and be secure that you can pay your bills and all of these things. Cause like you can start a side hustle and just have it pay your phone bill, pay your electric bill, you know, pay some of those minor bills that now you can take off the plate of your main job or something like that. So I think that's why it's, it's, more prevalent now for people doing side hustles and why you need to do one so you said it's it's down to the current economic environment how do you feel covid has actually helped that and how do you think things are actually shaping up right now they're in this post-covid era or at least where it seems like it's the most going yeah yeah where i think it helped is it forced people everybody got sent home and they're sitting there and it's like well what do I do? I can't, maybe some are making money from unemployment or something like that, but it's like, I'm just sitting at home. And to me, the wise people, uh, what it gave that opportunity to do was look into whatever had been on your mind that you wanted to do, whatever it was that you wanted to start. So I'll use me as a, as a example to that last year. So I have a lawn business and I've been doing that for the last five years, but last year I was like, okay, world's kind of going crazy everything's getting shut down and it's like at these times 
you're looking at like what's needed where can i get better like i can take this opportunity for the economic the economy either slowing down and stuff like that to get better so i really really started to last year work on myself and in turn working on myself i improved my businesses because i worked mm -hmm. on myself in improving like a better understanding of running a business i.e better understanding finances and getting my financial literacy better understanding the skill sets that it takes to be a leader and stuff like that working on my communication because i was a horrible communicator and now i've mm -hmm. been able to develop skills to be better at communicating and better at listening and understanding people and then being able to communicate you know whatever situations issues whatever the case may be so now i've noticed by me even being better communicator I'm building that further, that relationship with my customers, even just in my lawn business, let alone my coaching business. So that's that's kind of where I feel like, you know, people should be focusing on and all of that stuff as far as working on yourself and then where the, the business is going or say the business world is going is you see a lot more people helping people, which I think is a, a great thing. The thing with that I wanna say, if you're in the business of helping people, whether it be doing a podcast like Mr. TK, you know, or my lawn business, my coaching business, whatever business that it is in, just focus all your attention, your energy on just becoming a master at that one thing, at being great within your business at that one thing. Too many people, there's so many distractions to do this course, do that course, read this, read that, take this, take that, just focus. Just focus mm -hmm. on one singular thing and everything else will take care of itself right. and i think by you focusing on that you'll be able to build your business and just encompass your world and i think that's where a lot of this is going to is because you have a lot of people kind of raging against some of the big tech stuff against social media and all of that stuff so be ready to just build your own world of customers. Continue to really, really foster those relationships. And I like to do that through like email marketing uh, too is where I focus a lot of my attention on in my coaching business. Really? Yeah. Why email marketing? Why email marketing? So I actually got a lot kind of going on with that. So I focus on like email marketing because you're directly getting in front of your ideal clients and customers and whatever the case may be you're cutting out all of the BS that can be on social media. So people are on social media and they're distracted by family posting, friends posting, ads on social media, and just the scroll. Because these apps are designed to keep you addicted to it. Because the more you like, the more you're telling the apps of the content that you like. So they're gonna put more of that in front of you. Like if you like dogs and stuff, they're gonna be putting more photos of dogs and stuff to keep you on the app. Well, beyond that, if you're trying to build a business on social media, so I'm not saying it's the worst thing. I don't necessarily focus a lot of my attention on social media, but basically by email, you're able to get right in front of your, your customers and your clients and email your offers and email whatever it is, you know, continuing to build those relationships with them personally through email. And you also get better engagement because you're directly going to their in inbox because on social media, the algorithms, if the algorithms don't favor you, not even all your followers are gonna see your content. So you can be spending all this time creating all this great content and they're not even gonna see it. But at least through email, you can create your content and then through email, hey, go check this out. You send your email building relationships and then, hey, go check this out. I made this video 
talking about the top five skills that you need to build, you know, whatever. And now they can go check that content out instead of you putting it on social media and hoping that a good majority of your followers see it and engage with it. Um, so that's why I focus a lot on email. But in turn, I'm also going to be pretty soon signing up on creating an app. And so now that's taking it to the next level because now, now I'm, I'm engaged with you through your email. Then I'm going to say, Hey, download this app because on this app, I'm going to, this is where all of my blog posts, my podcast episodes, trainings, all that stuff. That's where all of this is going to be. And now by me encompassing all of that in the app, I eliminate, I remove my competition because there's no other distraction because I'm trying to create binge worthy business content. So if you want to learn how to build a side hustle, it'll be in this app. If you want to learn some skills to help you to be a better leader, it'll be in this app. Marketing, it'll be in this app. Business building, it'll be all of that. So I'm trying to liken myself to how Netflix, right? They, Netflix, Disney Plus, they create binge-worthy business con, or I'm sorry, binge-worthy entertainment content where you just sit and watch Netflix all day. Well, those people who just can't get enough of business, like myself, because I constantly read books and all of that, I want to build an app and build a resource to where I'm a business binge content worthy place for you to hang out and get all the tools and all that stuff that you want. But that's something that I'm working on now. So it's coming down the line. How do you get people to, to the app? Through email? Yeah, so it'll be, so the way I'm going to do it is through email. Mm -hmm. So kind of fostering it like this, I'll push it out on some of the social media channels, but mainly I want to get people to like right now, the way I, I have a free email course to grow your online brand organically and how you can get consistent clients. It's a five day free email course. So that's how I'm getting people to come in and get their email. Well, I send a daily email. So daily I'm sending you either what's going on with me, things that I'm learning about business to share with you and, and people that I have on my podcast and stuff like that. So I'm continually to speak with my, my people every single day. Well, once I get this app going, I'm going to offer the people, those people who have subscribed to me, they're going to be able to access this app probably for free. I'll probably just give it to them for free. Others, it might be just like $5 that aren't so, on my subscriber list. Is it, so you have a newsletter. Yeah. Daily email newsletter. Yep. Okay. How do people find this newsletter? How did you get your first customers? Okay. So the way that I got my first customers was starting my podcast. So by starting my podcast, uh, self-educated entrepreneur started generating interest with that. And I actually got my first client off of Facebook. They had asked me a question or whatever, and I answered it and they were dealing with some big problems in their business. And so, uh, I didn't even have to ask like for, or no, I won't say I didn't have to ask. I really didn't even have to do much selling because in our first conversation, they were like, listen, I will pay you to help me. <laughs> you just made this very easy. So started the podcast, then got my first client after mm -hmm. that. And so then from there, I've kind of started to create an ecosystem. So I have my podcast going out, providing that content. Then I got my website, fabemitchell.com. So on my website, I post um, blogs every week to two weeks. I post a blog providing tips, tools, resources on how to turn your side hustle into a legit business. So where I differ then like with my blog and kind of my podcast, you when you Google side hustle, you see 60 side hustles to make a thousand, 50 side hustles to, to make 
whatever amount of money. It's just giving you the best side hustle ideas. Mm. And I don't necessarily like that because you're not. It ain't teaching you how to. How to, exactly. Mm. There's no teaching. It's just like, oh, you can go do this. You can go do that. And what happens is, is people get stuck in this choice. Well, I don't know what, there are 60 side hustles for me to choose. I don't know which one to choose. Exactly. Where do I even begin? Begin. Exactly. So that's mm-hmm. where I step in to help. Like, hey, you don't have to take your, you don't have to sit here and be confused about what the best side hustle is. I can teach you how to build any side hustle that you want. It's just improving yourself, coming up with a certain set of skills and knowledge, and you can go from there and you can build a business. So that's kind of where my blog direct my blog and my podcast directs from. And then on my website is where I have the the newsletter. People can sign up for my newsletter and stuff like that. So then once they sign up to the newsletter, then they get access to that email course that I created. And then they uh, start to receive daily email from me about a lot of the stuff as far as my daily email is a lot more behind the scenes stuff of crap that I've been through and learned from stuff that I'm working with one-to-one clients and then stuff that I got coming in the future fostering that relationship and so that's where the next phase of it is going to be on this app is where I'm going to be directing people after they join my newsletter is now to go to this app because on this app is where it'll be really really kind of behind the scenes stuff like I was talking to my wife about some ideas and just some different things that even her, even bringing her kind of into the app with me, just so people see that connection a little bit more and behind the scenes of how me and my wife run our businesses Operate. together and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just kind of keeping that evolution. And then inside the app is where I'm going to sell all my courses. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how the business will be functioning and, and growing and stuff like that. So see, it's taking everybody on a journey is what you have to do in your business. It's just taking everybody on a journey and making it an experience. That's dope, man. That's, you, you've been dropping gems since we started, man. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, Crazy. When did you know that this is this was something that you wanted to do? Was you always like into entrepreneurship, into, you know, doing your own thing? Or did you ever like consider doing whatever everyone else was doing, which is basically, you know, job security and I'll say for a long time when I was young, mm-hmm. uh, I've been with my wife. We got together when we were both 18. So we've been together like 15 years now. Congratulations. Man. Thank you. When we first got together, I told her I wanted to own my own business and I just never knew what it was. But then just like a lot of people out there, I said that, but I never really did anything towards it. So I started, um, I was working at a retail store for the better part of 10 years in my 20, all pretty much all throughout my 20s. And an event happened to where my store manager, I basically, I wanted a promotion. Store manager said no, even though she said my sales were good, my department looked good, but I don't know you. All right, so I'm not the brown nosing type. I'm the type that lets my work speaks for itself. And I pretty much knew what she was getting at. And so Mm -hmm. I knew that that just wasn't me. So that kind of gave me that fire. So I actually appreciated that opportunity happened because looking back at it now, it was literally the stepping stone to me starting, you know, my first business. And I think without that, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here right here in front of you without her telling me no. So you, you turned that some sort of failure into 
uh, a motivation and and some you use that fire to basically build everything and yeah. get from there yeah oh man that's inspirational shit okay i'm gonna ask you this given that we just talked about how you started what do you reckon are the best soft skills to succeed as an entrepreneur and as an independent entrepreneur soft skills i guess first I think mindset can be a skill because here's the first place where I would say you can start is be open-minded. When you're starting on this, you're going to go through lots of ups and downs, good and bad. It happens and it happens to everybody. But you have to be open-minded on this process because things aren't always going to be what you necessarily were used to or what you thought and keeping your mind open to i'm going to continuously learn so when you fail learn from it what did you learn like mm -hmm. my biggest failure in my first year of business was i took on a job in my lawn business that i had no business doing i had no business accepting this job it was way out of our scope but i got greedy i got money hungry because i knew like oh this could be expensive it was a fence job and again i had no business doing this fence job because we were supposed to put a fence around uh this guy's property or whatever we did it long story short it was the worst job you could ever see in your life like it was <laughs> horrible needless to say the customer was upset yelling at me my wife ended up yelling at me and we just and we lost time money all this stuff but what okay. did i learn i did not let that stop me i learned okay I need to learn how to say no and understand where I'm at in my business. So that's what I needed to know. Like, you know what? I'm not there yet. That mm. I should have been able to acknowledge, like, you know what? We don't have time for this. We don't have all the tools and resources for this. No, we're not going to be able to take this out of this time. So that was a huge, huge learning lesson. So I'll say like kind of that mindset openness there, being open and learning from your uh, failures, a skill set. And then the last one, especially starting out is know your worth. There are customers, clients, whoever you serve that are distinctly looking for people who are just starting out and they know who they are. Some of these customers are very smart and very crafty. And what they will do is they will try to mess with your confidence to get you to think you're not as valuable as you are you are very valuable you're providing people with a service whatever that service is there is a unique value to it there's something unique about you that you're going to be applying to that service and you need to understand that and just be able to communicate that over to people because you got people that are going to sit here and oh can you give me a discount and oh can you do this and do that and they're going to try to beat you down I'm not saying you can't give people discounts and give people slacks. I just did for somebody yesterday where I went and gave a quote for some trimming. And it's an older lady who lives in a community and all of this stuff. And she wants to make, instead of paying me all at once, she's like, can I make two payments? Typically, I don't do that. But sure, in her situation, I can. So I'm not saying that you can't be a human towards people. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you have to acknowledge and learn to spot these people who try to take advantage of you because they will. And what happens, what will happen is, say you're giving a customer a quote and you feel good about this quote, you understand your numbers and all of this stuff. And so then they come back to you and maybe they're like, well, can you do this and can you do that? And they start beating down your price. You let them beat down your price, guess who's gonna be upset? You. 
you're going to be sitting there 110% upset while you're doing the job because now when you're doing the job, you're going to be like, oh man, I got to do this and I got to do that. And now I got to do, <sighs> you know what? Like, man, and I just let them beat me down on price where, okay, I could have been making $50 an hour. Now I'm making $15 an hour as a business owner. I could, I make that at my job. Like I, you know, I'm trying to make $50 an hour, whatever it is an hour you're trying to make. So now you're upset, but they're sitting in the house happy. And I had that happen to me a lot. And what I learned from that was know your worth. Know your worth. And now you now you know, let me communicate, let me improve and show them the value. So now you can when you when someone comes to you and asks you to quote a certain a job just like that, now you can say it's this price. And then if they start to buck on it, you can say, well, the job entails this and this and this and you're going to get this and now you're showing them the value so now they can't even question your worth great great advice that said it ain't always easy you know especially when you're starting out it's like even if you know your worth it still is hard to say no to the dollars basically yes <laughs> you know especially when you're looking for that first customer or like that first half a dozen customers and you're just getting to know the market and trying to build you know your customer database or little black book or whatever it may be how do you muster up that confidence to say no mustering up that confidence to say no comes from really really understanding your market and really understanding your business and what you offer when you understand the problem that you solve, whether that be a service business like mine doing lawn care, helping people take care of their lawn, or the problem you solve by helping people find clarity on a podcast, whatever problem that is you solve, once you understand that and you have that knowledge base of your business, that's where you'll have that confidence and that's where that confidence will come from. So basically, I'm a 23, 24 year old, just graduated from college, whatever, maybe not dropped out of college, who knows. And I'm trying to start something. I'm trying to start a side hustle. I have an idea. I'm, I'm good at something. Where do I even begin? And what kind of books should I read? What kind of things should I do online to kickstart my, my journey? Okay. That's in, in this day and age, man, it's so, so easy. I started my first lawn business from YouTube. So using free resources. Wow. Yeah. Using free resources by typing in a Google search. Once you have your idea, you can simply go to Google and type in how to start a pressure washing business and you'll find articles, videos, and all this stuff that can answer this question. Now, will you find stuff that gives you the ins and the outs of it? No, but you have to be a big picture thinker. As a business owner, you have to look at the big picture and be able to consume this content as far as how do I start my pressure washing business and be able to understand and see, okay, I see what they're doing. I see how they're doing it. So now how can I apply it to my situation? Like for example, really any service business, and you can even do this like online there's really limited barely any cost unless you're going to spend money like on marketing so for any service business like brick and mortar if you're doing pressure washing lawn care uh painting whatever you can sit here and you can make up some flyers and go knock on some doors or get your google my business page going and saying hey i'll paint your house i'll pressure wash your house whatever the case may be 
and say you don't even have the equipment yet but yet somebody calls you for that quote and now you quote them and you say they say okay i want my whole house pressure washed all right that'll be two hundred dollars three hundred dollars whatever the case may be and i'm gonna need 50 percent up front well guess what now you can take that 150 and you can go rent rent you equipment or if you got enough you go buy that equipment now that customer just funded your business and now you go mm -hmm. do the job you do a good job and now you get that referral in place and now that's helping you tell the world how good you do and now you get your 150 and now you however you can use that maybe you buy more equipment maybe you get some more business cards printed up or whatever you do you just continuously invest back in your business is the main thing so i say start online researching whatever it is that you want to do to just get started like just figure out like okay if you want to be an online business coach or online freelancer or something like that well you got friends that are in business i'm sure family members that are in business i'm sure and other people online that you can pitch yourself to if you do like copywriting hey you need help writing a couple emails hey do you need help writing a sales letter charge them only like 20 bucks i know you're not it's not going to get you to 10k months but understand when you're just starting something out you're not going to be as good as you are later down the line but you have to be willing and ready I'll say this too, you have to be willing and ready to pitch yourself to people. A lot of people get afraid like, oh, I don't wanna sell myself and this and that. Don't look at it like that. Look at it as I'm solving a problem. Like I'm helping people overcome whatever barrier it is in their business with my service. So I'm helping them solve a problem. If someone's gonna help you solve a problem and it, it only costs you a few bucks, but man, that pain's gonna weigh, yeah, people are gonna pay for that. Oh yeah, fair enough. Okay. so. The guy I just painted for you is basically a Gen Z and Gen Zs are about to surpass boomers, basically, uh, as a population in the US. As a marketer and as someone who has a newsletter and a podcast, how do you target this generation who's very different from ours as millennials and extremely different for people older than us? How do you target them like online and off? So I'll say online making everything as mobile efficient as you possibly can mobile efficient and simple getting it in front of them like when mm -hmm. i look at my metrics for my coaching business a lot of people use like their phone to get on my website get on my website or listen to my blog or whatever the case may be like everybody's on their phone and everybody's doing video or some type of audio you know type of communication or whatever the case may be so if I'm strictly trying to market to Gen Z and stuff like that, that's going to be my focus. And actually, that's kind of why I'm going to a mobile app. That's why I'm trying to develop mm -hmm. an app because mm -hmm. everybody's on their phone. You can do a push notification. You can in like inside the app, you'll be able to do a push notification when you upload content. Now, think of that. Gen Zers on their phone all the time. I put up a new video of whatever and I push it and they get a push notification. Boom. Fabe Mitchell in app, whatever, just posted this video. Oh, cool, now I'm gonna go watch that. And now you, if it's something good, hopefully you got them now engaged. So that's how I would be more so, is just is definitely really, really focusing on how can I mobilize things, my content, my services, to be right there in front of people. Okay, we talked about soft skills. We talked about, you know, learning from your mistakes, mindset, all of that. What are the skills that you notice 
you know, as a coach, uh, I'm sure people come to you with their pains, basically, if, if we're putting it in, in marketing terms. Um, what do you reckon are the best hard skills this time to become a successful hustler, a successful entrepreneur, to, to mount a, a business and to succeed? Uh, communication. <laughs> That's the word of the day. Yeah, communication is is definitely a hard skill that you need to continuously work on. But here's how I'm going to approach communication. Listen, shut the hell up and listen to people. When you actually shut up and listen to people, you can actually hear what's going on and what their pain is. And I got this from also being a manager uh, at my job where you just ask people questions and you just start to let them talk. And the more they talk and the more you shut up is the more that they'll reveal to you. And once you learn how to listen to what people are saying without them actually saying it, oh, your business can really, really take off because you can say, okay, I understand what I get their problem. I get what they're saying, what they're not saying. So now you can come in and provide a solution that maybe they didn't even um, think of. So communication, and then, cause that way you'll be able to communicate how you can effectively serve people, how you can effectively help them and communicate that journey with your customer of how it's gonna be to work with you and stuff like that. And people just love that candidacy as well with that communication from you. So even if you screw up on something and you can communicate that, hey, I screwed up, so I'm sorry. And then you do right by them and people will appreciate that. Mm. Leadership starts with communication. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> so yes, it does. They, right. That's how you can get that like with your employees and uh, stuff like that. Anybody in your business, if you have VAs, whatever, whatever, that communication, man, it's it's so key. And it's, it's, help, it's seriously helped me being able to learn just practicing that communication. Now, why is it so hard to master that and why is it so hard to understand and to figure out because we as people a lot of times we assume is our main problem we assume like oh this they should know that like why don't they know that when a lot of times people just don't people aren't always aware and how i can bring that to is me and my wife had this discussion do you know the show friends yep. you ever heard of it first so you got the famous thing right on there whether with between ross and and um Jennifer Aniston, right? Jennifer, well, yes, Jennifer Aniston, her. her, her well, the famous thing between them, right, is did he cheat or not cheat, right? And he's saying that they were on a break and she says, you know, he cheated and stuff like that. If you break it down, it's a breakdown in communication, right? They had their fight and stuff like that. And so they were on a break. So her idea, her assumption of a break was, hey, we're just taking some time away from each other. Mm. You know, get our heads together. We come mm -hmm. back. His idea, his assumption of a break was we're single, whatever, we were on a break. I He went and did his thing, so it shouldn't matter because we were on a break. So that is the epitome of like the assumption. We assume things and so then therefore it's a breakdown in communication. We're not clearly communicating and making sure that each other understands whatever point of views or whatever the situation is. That's deep, man. That's, <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right, let's get a little bit more serious here about 
you know, the situation of minorities in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. um, as a black entrepreneur or a minority entrepreneur, do you think it's harder today to succeed as a, you know, a person of color or is it just pretty much the same for everyone? I will speak from my, my personal experience. I think as entrepreneurship, it is a lot easier now than what it used to be for uh, people of color um, because you have more people of color who are even like more mainstream in the entrepreneurship realm than obviously where I'm at. And in my experience, I'll say in all of my years of doing business, I never felt like I felt more racial, whatever, how people, you know, uh, prejudices. I felt more prejudices just walking in the store, being around people than I did, you know, like coming to people's house and giving them a quote or, or talking to people on the phone about whatever. I, I haven't felt people's prejudices in dealing with me in business. Do you think money sort of levels up, you know, the playing field when it comes to, you know, cultural differences? It's like when there's money involved, everyone is there for a good deal. And then once you take out the money of the equation, that's where, you know, our personal differences come in play. Yeah, I, yeah, I can agree with that. I believe it has to do with money and people having that just as, because you naturally your respect if you're trying to do business with somebody or you're looking for a service or something you're going to treat those people with respect generally i know not everybody does but you're generally <laughs> going to treat those people more so with for respect sure. or whatever especially if you're trying to get them to to do a service and especially if you see and know like okay this is a business owner they're a business like an actual business doing work so i think that comes with people have a different level of respect Whereas, okay, oh, okay, this is a, a black male with a business and this and that. So now there's that different level of respect, right? Mm -hmm. But now if they just see me in Walmart, I'm just- It's a different story. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah, 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 I see. I totally see what you mean. Let's take it back to the personal improvement <clears throat> and personal development field. And I want to ask you this. What are some self-betterment questions that we should ask ourselves, whether it's to start a business or in general? Self-betterment questions, okay. What skill, I'll start with this, a business is a mirror of the owner, meaning where you're weak at, it'll show you, where you're strong at, it'll show you. So ask yourself, where am I, what are my strengths? What can I in, insinuate um, with my business to make it stronger? And then what is my weakness to where I can at least get better? Maybe you don't have to master your weakness, but at least be aware of it and acknowledge it so that you can uh, work towards it. All right, here's, here's a really good one. How do you handle failure? Uh, you get mad at it? <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Don't beat yourself up. Don't it's going to happen don't beat yourself up you're gonna mess up you're gonna miss misquote something you just don't beat yourself up like for example uh earlier last year we got our first commercial account and i got their address looked it up online gave them a quote and was good and then when i got there to look at it 
and we're walking around and I'm like, and she walks me to this other side. So when I looked it up online, I only saw one side of the, of the complex. And there was a whole nother side that I knew nothing about. And we're walking, I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> so I made a mistake, not real, not looking at the big scope of it. And so uh, I misquoted it. And so I was just honest with her. You know, I didn't beat, cause like, I didn't beat myself up like crap. I'm not gonna say anything and lose money and this and that. And I'm like, no, I need to say something. I need to speak up and just be candid. Like, hey, I didn't realize that there was two sides of this and this and that. And so she actually's like, so does that mean our quote's going up? Yes, it does. I apologize for that. I did, you know, so I still took some off the main price cause that was my screw up. And so um, it went up, but I still took some off or whatever. And she was appreciative of it. And, um, you know, we got the deal and everything like that. But just don't beat yourself up and realize that mistakes are going to happen. Okay. Um, I feel like one of the obstacles and one of the fears that people have before starting a business, especially when, when you're young, uh, it's that fear you have of not being able to handle failure in your future endeavors. You know, it's like you, sometimes you overthink it. Sometimes it's not even overthinking. Sometimes you're just being realistic. It's like uh, you're diving into something new, a new project, a new whatever business. And that fear, I reckon, is the leading cause for people not starting oh, yeah. more businesses. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. I feel like it's really hard to get past that. How, so how do, you, how do you get past that? How do you handle that? See, like in your case, you got to know and you use it as a stepping stone to start your own thing and do your own thing. And you had that courage and you had that confidence, you know, and you probably had that support from your wife and to, to just do your own thing, you know. But many people don't, especially when you're young and you're still looking for that validation from your parents, the people around you. And so what would you say to, you know, that guy, that girl who's young enough to want to start a business, but not confident enough to do it? I would say first, um, obviously acknowledge the fear and understand where that fear is actually coming from. Is it a fear of, man, I'm afraid of putting myself out there. I'm afraid of leaving my job in the financial security because I have benefits or you know, whatever, whatever it is with your job that you're afraid of leaving, or uh, I'm afraid because I don't know where to start, or you really, really acknowledge and understand where that fear is coming from, and then work towards solving that fear. So you kind of reverse engineer it. And one of the ways, the, the, the quickest, not, I won't say quickest, but one of the easiest ways that you can solve that fear, it doesn't matter if you don't have family support, friend support and stuff like that, I can tell you that there is somebody online that you don't even freaking know who will support you. Because I have since starting this online realm of podcasting and coaching and stuff like that, I've ran into people who I don't even know who will just reach out to me and say, hey, Fave, how you doing? Simple as that. Yeah. And it's just a simple mm -hmm. conversation checking in. And now you're having conversations with other entrepreneurs who may be going through the same thing that you're going through. And now you guys can just talk and they can offer their insight. And maybe it's something they're going through that now you can be like, oh yeah, I went through that. And this is how I overcame it. So connecting with people. So even if you don't have family support, friend support, whatever, you can still find a community of people within your realm to help you get over that. I mean, I'm not talking about this accountability partner to keep you motivated and stuff like that. No, just connecting with other individuals with you. So I'd say that would be 
be huge in helping you overcome that fear after you understand exactly what that fear is. That is amazing advice. And that should, you know, that that's another thing that should be taught in schools. But um, I feel like some people don't have that um confidence once again. Uh, you know, if you're introverted, it's super hard to just reach out to other people looking for help when you have fears and when you have doubts. And my question to you, and this is the last one, as an introverted person, as someone who's not that confident because of several reasons, how do you get past that um, mental block and go and find these people and network and connect with these people and find like-minded people who are willing to you know, give you that boost? First, I'll say this, to do things you've never done or to achieve things that you never have, you have to start doing things that you haven't done before. So that's that's that first step to that. But with that being said is don't for those that may be feeling that way, not necessarily going out and, you know, on Monday, I'm going to email 10 freaking people and try to connect and do this and do that. You'll get overwhelmed with that. So just take it small steps at a time. So one thing that you could do, let's say there is there's someone's blog that you're reading or you come across an article like you're studying a side hustle and you find that somebody's writing articles about how you can sell cars. Well, if you're, okay, now you're reading their articles and you're vibing with the stuff that they're saying and talking about, and then all you can do is from there is, okay, does this person have a newsletter or an email or a community? And now you can go join that community. And you don't necessarily have to go reaching out to people the day you join the community, but just read, just soak in the knowledge, just soak in the information of that community, of that blog and seeing, okay what are people talking about what are they saying and then after a while you'll start to get comfortable because you're taking those small little steps that's what it's about taking those small little steps which will eventually lead into that uh big action in your business so once you're on their newsletter or you're on their forums and you start to see content that connects with you you can simply send somebody hey, I really like that email that you sent yesterday about selling cars and this is a technique that you can use to sell cars. I really like that. I appreciate you for giving me that information. And now you just connect it with them because now they should, if they're any good person, they'll respond appreciating that. And now you can further connect and network with them. Man, it's been real, dog. It's been it's been a pleasure. And I'm sure whoever is listening to this has learned so much. So this was a free coaching lesson. So thank you so much. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, it's been deep. Uh, You brought a lot of stuff to to the table. So thank you so much for coming on this show. Yeah, I appreciate it, TK, man. You got a great thing going on, providing people with the clarity and all that stuff. So keep it up, man. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you, man. If you want to plug in something, your business, whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you guys want to connect with me further, you can go to my website, babemitchell.com. That's F-A-B-E Mitchell.com. And as soon as you land on the initial page, you'll see that uh, you guys can enroll in my free five-day email course. And this course is designed to help you grow your online brand and help you build a flow of consistent clients organically without paid ads there you have it folks until next time peace